Today, the Olympic torch arrived in London, and in a few hours, so will the world's Alex Galifant. Alex will be keeping us up to date on all things Olympics in the weeks to come. Alex, there have been lots of interesting Olympic-related news stories this week. Let's start with a uh, kind of disturbing story out of Libya, the kidnapping of the Libyan Olympic Committee president. What happened? Right. We heard about this on Monday. It was something that that happened the night before on Sunday. The president, as you say, of Libya's Olympic Committee, abducted in the streets of Tripoli by gunmen. His name is Nabil al-Alam, and his car apparently was stopped in the street, and he was bundled into a different car and hasn't been seen since. And why would this man have been targeted? There's been no word from the people who took him, at least nothing that's been made public yet. But there's a theory that he may have been kidnapped by people loyal to the former Libyan leader, Muammar Gaddafi. You know, there's been a fair amount of score settling since the eight-month civil war that led to his death in October. Is there any Olympic connection? Well, again, it's not clear. But another theory is that if indeed Nabil Alalam was taken by people loyal to the memory of Gaddafi and to the memory of his Libya, then they might be trying to pressurize Olympic athletes in some way. Libya is sending five athletes to the games in london and at the moment it's expected that they'll be displaying libya's red black and green tricolor flag um, this is the flag that was adopted by the current transitional government but nabil al-alam's colleagues think that the kidnappers don't want that to happen you know presumably they want the the, the old libyan flag the, the flag mm. of, of gaddafi to fly but the head of the libyan delegation has said that they won't be cowed the new flag will indeed fly in london Next up, Alex, I saw this headline yesterday and I went, you've got to be kidding. Um, A a strike by border officials in the UK just before the games begin? Really? Uh, Yeah, really. Not kidding. And the theme, Marco, for the rest of our chat is outrage. Outrage. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Thousands of union members in the UK have voted to strike for 24 hours next Thursday. That's just before the games begin. It's related to layoffs and and pay freezes, things that will be be familiar to many people here in the US. Unfortunately, the UN in question represents workers who do things like, oh, you know, check your passports at uh, British airports. So what's been the reaction from the British government? Well, the British Home Secretary, she's the lawmaker responsible for border security, has called the action shameful. And she and her colleagues have also been trying to discredit the strike pointing to a a very low turnout. Only 20% of union members uh, came out to cast a ballot. Uh, And they're appealing to people's patriotism, saying, you know, this this kind of simply is not ahead of the games. I mean, everybody says one of the big challenges of the London Olympics uh, will be the security. How are the union leaders defending this? Well, they're saying, you know, this is just the government whipping up hysteria. It's they're going to be there's going to be no disruption to the Olympics. This is 24 hours. It's before the Olympics actually takes place. But, you know, if you're stuck in a line at Heathrow and, and you're not confident that you're going to get through the line anytime soon, you might you might feel differently about it. Right. Now, finally, uh, we've got this last Olympic sidebar story. It seems like it comes from the 1950s. Yeah, it actually reminded me of a of a British sketch group that would do these uh, these sort of old fashioned uh, public service announcements, you know, with with a tagline, women know your place. <laughs> and, and this is a story about male athletes flying first class and female athletes flying coach class Mm. um this is what's happened with some athletes not all of them but some from japan and australia when they flew to to europe and and to london specifically on their way to the games japan's world champion women's soccer team had to fly in the back of the plane but the men's team the under 23 men's team was up at the front in business class all right how do they explain that 
Japan's soccer authorities said the men flew in business class because they are professionals. So there you go. All right, that sounds kind of like equivocation. What about the Australians? This was the basketball team for Australia. The men flew in business class, and the women sat in premium economy. So uh, not quite coach, but still a step down from the guys. A former Australian women's basketball captain has said that you know this stuff has been going on for years. So uh, they better sort it out. Especially as she said, since the women have been much more successful at the sport. But you, Alex, you will be flying to London tonight to the Olympics, and you won't complain about sitting in coach, will you? I will not complain about sitting in coach, and I will take a very, very long book to Heathrow, just in case. Have a great time, Alex, and thanks a lot. Thanks, Marco.